You found Kit Kat Chit Chat, where I hide from my kids in various parts of my house for 5, 10, 15, sometimes I make it to 20 minutes. Come join me as we talk about life. So one of my favorite things of deciding to stay home has been transitioning to my title of homemaker. And I think that homemaker can mean a lot of different things depending on your own situation. For me, it just means taking compa- taking care of the home completely, 100%. Not saying that my husband doesn't help out around the house, but I really pride myself in taking care of the home completely, taking care of the family, making sure that our nutrition is wonderful, and just really like having a full reign on every aspect of our lives. And I talked in another episode about the struggle between people referring to me as a stay-at-home mom and me kind of really gaining that term of homemaker because I'm not just a stay-at-home mom who stays at home with her kids. I wear so many different hats and that's where that switch over to homemaker comes from. And also another level of my version of homemaker is that I make a lot of things from scratch. So today I want to talk about how I kind of find that balance because I am home with the kids all day. I'm responsible for their homeschooling. We have a very active social life. You know, I also take care of all of our finances and errands and grocery shopping and all the things, meal planning and all of that. But then I also really have a huge passion for making things from scratch. I make our homemade bread every week. I recently this year started making butter. The last couple weeks, I started making sour cream. I always have homemade pancake mix, hot chocolate. Sometimes I make crackers and little gummies. I was on a journey of sourdough and water kefir. I typically have cookies. I make all sorts of sauces and dressings. I've attempted things like Nutella that the kids hated. I attempted mozzarella. It was a huge fail. I didn't add enough citric acid. At our last house, I did a worm farm and all sorts of different baking and recipe ideas. And I'm not trying to share this with you to make you feel guilty in any way. I know that all of our time is sacred and it can seem really overwhelming when you want to incorporate these things in your life. But I'm meeting a lot of moms who want to incorporate these things in their life, but then they get really overwhelmed by the aspect of time. And I will tell you, there are some things that take a lot more time, but a lot of these are not as challenging and overwhelming as they seem. For example, sour cream. I saw a TikTok video of a woman who made sour cream. She put a cup of cream, a cup of milk, and I think it was three or four teaspoons of vinegar in a jar, and she let it sit on a counter for two days, and she had made sour cream. I knew I could do that. It took me less than a minute to whip that together. Now, the time part of sitting it on the counter for two days, yes, that takes time, but I don't have to watch sour cream form. It does it on its own. So all in all, making homemade sour cream for my family maybe took me two to three minutes. And let me tell you, it tastes amazing. 
It tastes pretty much exactly like the store, but the fact that I know that the ingredients that are in it are even better for me, especially because we order our milk from directly from a farm, I just really love that aspect. And so it's one more thing that I can add to, you know, my bi-weekly or once a month list of things that I'm going to make from home. And that kind of applies to a lot of the things that I make on a weekly basis. Now, I will be honest, I do schedule one day a week, typically Sundays as my like kitchen prep, getting everything together day, um, where I will make bread. I will make, I make, I typically make butters on Tuesday because that's the day that I pick up our orders from the farm. But if I need to, I will make um, butter on Sundays. I typically try and make sure that we have a pancake mix in the winter, have a hot chocolate mix ready to go. And I typically bake a batch of cookies or crackers or gummies, as well as any sauces or dressings that I think that we're going to need later that week. Um, it really does seem overwhelming, but let me just walk this out for you. So bread. Sunday morning, after I've had my coffee, I start my bread. It takes me to throw together about three to four minutes, and then I just let it sit in the mixer for 10 minutes. I then have to transfer it into the, I, I put mine in the stove to rise for an hour. I don't have to touch it for that hour. It's working on its own. So then after an hour, I transfer it from the oven into the two pans and let it rise again. Typically on Sundays, I'm not really going anywhere anyways. So this is something that I can do in between folding clothes or watching a show or getting something else done for that day. And then I bake it off. It takes about 23 minutes to bake. It is not that time consuming, but it can seem really overwhelming. Same thing with the butter. When I pick the cream up on Tuesdays, I literally pour it in the mixer and let it whip for about 10 minutes. I strain the buttermilk from the butter and you do a process called washing the butter where you add a couple tablespoons of cold water and kind of like squish it through your hands to get the, that excess buttermilk out so that your butter lasts a little bit longer. Um, all in all, at the end of the whole process, including mixing it in the mixer, it probably takes me 20 minutes. I normally complete this task while I'm unloading and loading the dishwasher. So that right there is butter for the next two to three weeks, and it only takes me that amount of time for the next two to three weeks. Um, it's just taking those little bits of things that you want to implement into your life and just do it. You know, I was shocked at how easy it was to make sour cream. Now that I've done it, I won't go back. I no longer need to buy sour cream from the store. I have not gone down the rabbit hole of cottage cheese or sour cream. It's just not something that I'm really passionate about. But I started to, I accidentally found out that my son has a activity to red dye 40. And I used to think people who said this were crazy. I'm like, come on, it's an artificial diet. There's no way that kids are having these crazy reactions. 
Well, my son was on pretty much a hunger strike. He was only eating fruit snacks and chicken nuggets or hot dogs, I think it was at the time. That's all he was eating for like multiple days. And it was just a battle that I was, okay, this is what we're doing right now. And I had bought a new box of fruit snacks that ended up being the organic black forest gummy bears. And I thought they were just delicious. And so we had switched to that. And during this little hunger strike that my son was on, he was throwing all of these wild tantrums, which I had kind of just chalked up to the phase that we were in because he's always been a little bit more of an explosive, emotional child. And he was also on this hunger strike where he was only eating a couple things at a time. And I, I really don't know when kids go into these little spouts how they're nutritionally surviving because I feel like they just don't eat enough food. But I'm not going to force food down their throat. So if I can get him to eat a hot dog or a chicken nugget or a fruit snack, so be it. Unless, at least it's some sort of nutrition. So that was like the phase that we were in. And I had switched to these gummy bears and I was talking to one of my neighbors at the time saying how I was so happy that either his growth spurt was over or he was over this little cranky episode that he had been having and we were, you know, finally in like a better mood. And she's always been very aware of nutrition and what she's putting into her kiddos' bodies. And so she had asked me if I had changed anything. And I laughed saying no because the only thing that I'd been able to get him to eat was chicken nuggets, hot dogs, and fruit snacks. And then it hit me about 20-30 minutes after this conversation with her that I had changed the fruit snacks. So I looked on the back because she had mentioned to me about Red Dye 40 during another conversation that we had had and realized that the Black Forest gummy bears did not have red dye. So I decided to do a little experiment and went and bought a box of fruit snacks that do have red dye in it. And I kid you not, about two days after just eating, um, you know, his hot dogs, chicken nuggets, and fruit snacks with red dye 40 in it, we started having these really wild fits and outbursts. So I removed the fruit snacks with the red dye 40 and went back to the black forest. And within a couple days, his mood kind of calmed down. And I was slightly in disbelief. I just really didn't believe it. But after a little bit more experimenting, I have kind of decided that yes, he does seem to have a reaction to this red dye 40. So I've kind of made it my mission to try and get away from the artificial dyes, although I will tell you if you have not gone down this journey yet, it is so difficult. Red dye 40 is in everything. The other line that's really hard is that I want my kids to be able to have fun. You know, we've got Valentine's Day just came up. We have all of these holidays that typically revolve around candy and candy without red dyes in it can be really expensive. You know, you look at M&Ms, they have red dye in them too. What is one of my kids' favorite things to eat? Trail mix. Well, thankfully, some stores like Aldi and Lidl have alternatives that I can get that still are not crazily priced and I'm able to get, you know, M&Ms, not specifically that brand, but the same chocolate that's in regular trail mix that doesn't have the red dyes in it. 
And so that's also where this I wanted to make a lot of things from scratch came from because I wanted to get rid of these artificial dyes. Now, there's not necessarily red dye 40 in in sour cream, right? There are definitely things that you can buy without the artificial dyes in them, but I just knew that a lot of these things I could do better. And my husband likes to joke around and say how I've ruined everything for him because I do go out of my way to make so many things from scratch from home and they really do, once you start eating that way, start to taste better. We do not buy bread from the store unless it's hot dog buns um, or hamburger buns because I have yet to master a recipe for that. And then I just typically will like buy our tortillas from the store as well. And he says he'll try other bread and it's just not the same. It's the same with the butter. It just tastes better. It's so good. We also will buy backup butter and, you know, spread it on toast. And even the organic butters from the store do not taste as delicious as the butter that I make from home, which is obviously a compliment to myself, but he's always saying how I ruined it because now even when we go out to eat, it's just not as good. Now, don't get me wrong. We do our fair share of going out to eat. We have Sonic about once a month. Uh, we try and go out on a date night somewhere about once a month. There are definitely times when we're eating fast food, store-bought food. When we're in the middle of moving, I'm not stressing out about making bread. I'm just going to go to the store and buy it. But if I can try and control that aspect at home to the best that I can, then at least I know what my kiddos and husband are getting at home are really nutritionally rich and good for them. And I don't have to worry about any of the artificial dyes or preservatives that are in that food. And I think starting to limit that and or just minimizing it to the bare minimum is really going to be great for anyone's health system. But how do I manage to do all of this? I've said already in this episode, it can seem really overwhelming, but it's really not as time consuming as you think. And so I just started embracing that slower life living. I talk a lot in the homeschool episodes about having at least one day a week where you don't have anything planned and you're just at home. Those are my days. Now, I've also talked about how Sunday is my home day. I kind of, it's a free-for-all at the house, and I'm just kind of getting us prepped for the rest of the week. That's the time that I've scheduled for that. So you do have to make time for it. Do not get me wrong. But these are things that, as long as you're managing your time well, they can definitely be done in between tasks. You know, maybe you don't have enough time to set an entire day aside for just homemaking things, but you can do, you know, the sour cream in between a load of dishes or starting that bread process in the evening while you're cooking dinner. It's those types of mentality shifts that have to happen in order for you to be successful with making all of these things at home. But it has to be something that you're passionate about because if you're not passionate about it and it's not something that you really want to do, it's not going to have enough of that love seasoning. And I'll be honest, I, I can see that in my own baking and cooking. I just made a batch of bread last night because we have family coming into town tomorrow and they're, they have always loved my bread and butter. So I knew that I needed to make an extra loaf. 
Well, I was impatient in my process and tried to rush it a little bit. Bread turned out great, but it's not as fluffy as it normally is. I was kind of in a rush. I didn't do it on my normal day. I was just kind of trying to squeeze it in at the end of the day. I was super tired. So, you know, it all depends on how much love you want to season it with. Typically on Sundays, I'm in a really good mood. I know that I'm going to be in the kitchen all day getting the things done that I'm choosing and doing things that I love. So typically on Sundays when I bake, everything kind of turns out flawless. But that's not always the case. I've made things, new recipes. I made these chocolate cookies a couple weeks ago. They were supposed to be like those um, little Debbie brownies that you buy. Nope, didn't work out at all. I did not like them. And that's where you have to be okay with experimenting and knowing that sometimes you're going to have to embrace failure. I went through a couple weeks ago, I really want to find a recipe that I can make sandwich bread with all fresh milled flour. And I need to just stop being so stubborn and order the ingredients that you add extra to fresh milled flour recipes to make it more like how we bake today. But I've been really stubborn thinking I could figure it out by doing half milled flour, half regular flour, and just go from there. Well, I made probably half a dozen loaves of bread that just didn't turn out. They were either way too dense, um, not baked enough, or too much. It, it was just fail after fail after fail, and it was extremely frustrating. And then you have the guilt of being really wasteful, so then I was taking these loaves of bread and trying to turn it into something else, like croutons or those little, um, in like the Chex Mix, I forget what they're called, they're like little brown wafers um, that are basically just bread. I tried all these different things. It was just a continuous fail after fail. Ultimately, I ended up making just a ton of breadcrumbs. The croutons turned out okay, but they just weren't everyone's favorite. And it's fresh bread, right? So unless you pop it in the freezer, even at the crouton stage, it's not going to last forever like the store-bought croutons that you buy may or may not buy on a regular basis. So you've got to be okay to embrace the failures and to say yes to failures and different recipes because not everything's going to work. Just like when we throw together different recipes or try something different, it might be too liquidy or you don't like this seasoning. It's the same thing in homemaking. And that's not to say that I don't follow, I'm not making up all of these recipes. Now, do I event, do I occasionally go down the rabbit hole of making my own cookie recipe or bread recipe, altering things? Yeah, I do. And sometimes I just add things to a recipe that I've already done. I made a chocolate bread not too long ago that was just delicious. But then the next week I ended up making a cinnamon raisin bread and learned that laying, I had rolled out my dough and did butter, cinnamon, sugar, and raisins on this and then rolled it up like a big cinnamon roll and baked that loaf. Does not have the same effect. Um, we were cutting slices of bread and raisins were just falling out. So now I know next time I need to definitely knead in my raisins so that they're stuck in the bread and they don't just roll out all over the place. 
But embracing that I'm going to have failures has really helped with that mentality that, you know, I'm going to make time for this and it might seem like a complete waste of time because it doesn't work out. But hopefully I've learned something, for example, like in the cinnamon raisin bread. Now I know for the next time that I make that. Um, And then you've got to stop dreading every single thing. If you want to make bread and it's something that you've wanted to try for a long time and you're slightly passionate about it, stop dreading the time that it's going to take you. Stop dreading that it might be a failure. Just do it. Like just say yes and do it. And it might in the beginning take you more time because you're not familiar with the process. I'm at the point with my bread and my sour cream and my butter and these things that I make on a weekly basis that I don't have to find the recipe and pull it out. I don't have to reread over and over again. I can literally just mix and throw it together. But there's other things like my pancake mix that I try and have in stock. I make it one to two times a month depending on how popular pancakes are for my kids that month. I still need to read the recipe. It's not something that I have memorized. So it's constantly me going back, rereading the measurements. Oh, were they talking about baking soda or baking powder? Just going back and forth like that. But it's worth it. Then we have pancake mix. And when my daughter decides that she wants pancakes, she's done it enough now that she can find the recipe and get a cup scoop out of that pancake mix and whip up some pancakes and there's no preservatives in it. It's all really basic ingredients that I have in the house and it's done and ready. I don't even have to think about it. So it's those simple switches that have been really great and I've super enjoyed. Same with sauces and dressings. Um, I have not, my husband is very particular about his ranch, so I have not nailed down a recipe that can replace our ranch. But any balsamic or oil-based dressing, I make from scratch now. Um, Greek yogurt is probably one of my favorite base ingredients, so I always have that ingredient in the house. I can make so many things with just the ingredients that I have. You know, we are definitely an ingredient household, but it does, you know, making everything from scratch and homemade it does take that extra time. So the convenience of having all of these things from the store are great, right? I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about making sure that we have mayonnaise if I just buy it from the store. And a lot of times I just do. But it's really great too to have the ingredients at home so that when we run out of those things, I can just make them really quickly. That's what happened a few weeks ago. I was making a recipe with ricotta and I had some store-bought ricotta. Well, unfortunately, it had gone bad. There was mold all covering it. Well, I looked it up. I just went ahead and said yes and discovered it is so simple to make your own ricotta cheese. So I made homemade ricotta cheese real quick. It was not that time-consuming. I just had to heat up the milk, do a couple other steps, and boom, I had homemade ricotta. It was so delicious. So you've got to embrace just saying yes. See if you can make it, and you will be shocked at how little time it takes to make these really basic things 
that we have been so used to buying from the store. It is really wild when you start looking at it. I think just our society and like having the convenience of grocery stores really makes us think that a lot of these things that we buy on a regular basis are really time-consuming, crazy processes, and they're not. Last year, I wanted to see if I could make my own sunscreen. Did I have a lot of the ingredients at home? No, I didn't. I had to order a lot of the ingredients. But let me tell you, it was real simple once I had the ingredients. And now I have extra of those ingredients. I've been able to make my own body butter from some of those ingredients. The other day I wanted to see if I could make candles. That was also an extremely easy process. It's just wild. When you go down this rabbit hole to see the processes of how to make these things and you just say yes and take most of these things, take maybe 10 or 20 minutes and then you have homemade like pure as can be products that you know are clean and you made it and the sense of accomplishment that you get from making these things I'm I'm really excited to move because I want to go down this rabbit hole of making our own cleaners now I clean a lot with like vinegar and stuff but I'll be honest like I don't love the smell of vinegar like when I clean our washing machine it just, I, ugh, I don't really love it. Well, there's other things that you can use, like for room sprays. I know you can just use straight up vodka with some essential oils in it. There's different things like that that I really want to try. And I did one, um, not completely all natural, but the Dawn dish foam spray. I had run out and those are expensive, but I really love the way that they work. And I had saw a video that you could make your own. So I did it. It was two tablespoons, which now that I've done it, I'll use three tablespoons of Dawn dish soap with two tablespoons of alcohol and the rest water. I mix it together in the exact same bottle. It does exactly the same thing. And it's amazing. It's now something outside of the Dawn um, that... But seriously, you know, I can buy a bottle of Dawn that will last me a year or two at this rate. Uh, it's all ingredients that I uh, that I had at home um, that I'll be able to use over and over and over again to make these things. So it was a really great sense of accomplishment, and I'm looking forward to finding some more like at home do it real quick recipes especially when it comes to laundry detergent. We have always been Tide people. My husband's kind of particular on that. Um, but New York just passed a law and banned a bunch of cleaners and laundry detergents. And I haven't looked deeply into it to see what is available and what isn't. But I'm thinking, okay, fine. We'll use this as an excuse to push to make our own cleaners when we move up to New York. And I'm really looking forward to it. So when you just say yes and you take those little, you know, 10, 20 minutes and make these things, it's not like you're going to have to take 10 to 20 minutes every day, multiple times a day to make these products. You know, the Dawn dish foam soap that I made, that's going to last me probably over a month. Now, do I have to bake bread every week? Yes, but it's not something that I have to do every day. So when you really break it up that way, it's not as time consuming as you think. 
So definitely embrace that slower pace living. Take those times. You know, we we spend a lot of times on our phone, on Instagram, TikTok. I know I do. If I chose to not do that and chose to make something from scratch at home, there's my time right there. So it's something you should definitely think more about and incorporate in your schedule, and I encourage you to do so. I'm working on putting together a from scratch like weekly plan that I pretty much do, like I said, on Sundays of just little recipes that I've used as like a weekly kitchen prep. And so hopefully I'll have that done by the end of summer as like a free download for you guys. And then you could follow along and do your own weekly prep as well. That's all for today, guys. I better go find my kids. Have a great one and make sure to subscribe so you can keep up to date with Kit Kat Chit Chat.